It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. What do you think? Of the new sound of the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Yeah, it sounds great. Nice little refresh for us. It's actually funny because uh, we aren't hearing the music right now. No. This is all added by our producer, Logan. After the fact, we're just sitting in the room talking to each other. Uh, Great job, Logan. Thank you for the for sprucing up the sound of this thing. Yeah, it sounds great. Uh, Friend of the show, Jaden, sent me a message and he said... I know it's because it's new, but the new music for the podcast is almost too sexy for me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It is pretty sexy. You know what? We're sexy, so there you go. Jaden needs some alone time. Mm. Podcast music. Um, Depending on what platform you're listening on, maybe the image hasn't updated or the name of the podcast yet. We're working on that. It's all going to be soon. really what we're good at. No. Um, Today on the show, we're going to talk about airdropping photos to strangers, things you're willing to spend a bit more money on, a TV trope, an etymology. I have an idea for how we could shame people who cause traffic stack-ups, some white girl sayings. We'll talk about drag queens reading stories to kids. This is all over the news right now. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about the churches we grew up in versus the church I went to recently. Uh, My son Brigham... Pulling a pretty clever move at our house with my, my wife McKenna's phone recently. A eulogy for something that I killed. And which fictional candidate you'd like to see as prime minister after your out-of-context clip of the show. Maybe that's the scene. You come back and you have, you've <laughs> lost color in your face sometimes. I'm like, what is, what is going on? The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. These days you'll often hear, when an election rolls around, you'll often hear people say that they feel like there's no good options. That you know They kind of have to hold their nose and vote for the least worst of the options when it comes to party leaders. Yeah. You've heard that before? Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny. I was, uh, I'm listening to the audiobook version of Lord of the Rings, Return of the King right now, and the chapters that describe Aragorn's return to go... This won't mean anything to you, Shauna, but the chapters that re- describe Aragorn's My return... My starting to glaze <laughs> over. I'm just like... To, when he comes back to Gondor and he's like, he's the heir to the throne and he's going to be the king, like, it, they're just so... They're so moving. I was like, man, I wish I could vote for someone like that. You know, I wish there was an Aragorn running. Yeah. Because he's so wise and noble. And he doesn't want the position. He's, he's the best guy for it, but he doesn't want to be king. He's not power hungry. Okay. And the people just love him so much when he returns. I was like, we need someone like that. Where, like, where's the Aragorn that's running? And then I got thinking, what other fictional characters would you be willing to vote for? If you could nominate any fictional character to become prime minister of this country... It's so tough because I don't watch a lot of movies or TV shows. So when you first asked me this, I, I really had to think about it. Um, uh, for some reason, I, in James Bond, M, when it's Judy Dench. Okay. Uh, she just has this this air about her, first of all, that makes her, like, she is no bullcrap, right? No she, she will not take anything. <laughs> she isn't afraid to put Bond in her place or in his place. And she's not a- afraid to sacrifice some of her agents when she needs to, right? So I was like, she might be a really, like, she also modernized things within ah. intelligence, which is a great, yeah. great thing as well. But she just, and she has that charisma about her. There's just something about her. No nonsense. I feel like she would get things done. She's got the resume for it, for sure. So she's, she's one person that I thought of. And every time That's I see her, I always one. think about that. I'm like, oh yeah, she, she's got that look to her. You know? Stately. Stately. She looks stately. That's what it is. Like the kind of person, like, I could follow them. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's a great one. So that's one that wow. I have. Yeah. Other one I thought of was Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird. See, and I can't remember enough about it. So but... he's the dad. Yeah. He's the lawyer. Okay. Um, and I just think he has, you know, he's com- he's compassionate. He's a professional. He's got the law background, but he also understands the plight of the working class. Yep. He's a single father. He's widowed, so mm-hmm. he understands what it's like for parents, how tough it can be for parents out yep. there. Uh, and again, just a very ethical and moral person. Speaking of lawyer, Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was somebody else who I thought oh, of. Oh, Uncle Phil would clean this place up, Oh my he? God, would he ever. And he, is, he wears multiple hats, right? He's yeah. a father, he's an uncle, he's a, a husband, he's a lawyer, he becomes a judge. Yeah, oh yeah, he does become a judge, doesn't he? He fights for so, the rights of important things already. He is also somebody who takes no crap and he'll put you in your place. And he also has that look, just that... A look of charisma, a charisma, powerful look to him, right? You could, you can, you could hear Uncle Phil on his campaign speeches, yep. and they would be rousing, Holy wouldn't they? Hell, they would yeah. stir you. They would, they would give you, they would put tears in your eyes. I'd vote for Phil. Yeah, I'd vote for Judy Dench's M. <sighs> I'd vote for Atticus Finch. I'd vote yeah. for any of these people we mentioned. They're all great candidates. The other one, Captain Planet. Because we're facing climate crisis. Because we're crisis. facing climate crisis, okay? <laughs> and he's got a green mullet. He sh- it's about I mean, time we, sh- we had a mullet as prime minister, That's eh? the only reason I know anything about Captain Planet <laughs> is the mullet. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Yesterday, Beckler, you were talking about how you, you seem to manage to kill all the group chats that you're a part of. <laughs> yeah, I am just terrible at group chats, man. That's really funny. Um, I'm often the last, like, I'll, I'm the last message. I'll say something, and then there will be no more discussion after that. Everybody is <laughs> like, nope, okay. There can be tons and tons of messages, and then <laughs> I'll I'll weigh in, and then just nobody responds, and it's just dead. Oh, that's so, hilarious. And you yeah. sit there, and you start sweating. Like, why is nobody <laughs> responding? <laughs> I don't like being part of group chats. It's too much pressure. It especially, is a lot of pressure. And, like, the bigger the chat, and especially chats where I maybe don't even know everybody in yeah. it. Yeah. It's too much pressure. And was it Justin? He's like, would you like you talk for a living? You yep. you know you text people all day. You entertain mm-hmm. people. It's like yeah. And then it's just different in group chat form. I'm just really bad at well, it. Well, especially some group chats. Like people use that as just an opportunity to to test out some jokes. And yeah, there's it's got it. Like it, they spend hours. I feel curating responses. And it's like that. I don't know. I don't have time for that. Why are we no? Every group chat has their jester where yep. it's like the, I have a captive audience for my material yes. here. And I'm just going to hit you with it out my- here. <laughs> See how it goes. And I never approach a group chat like that. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Oh but like God, I that's said. That's so funny to me. Just uh, often say something and then check you back. You said in. a response to you could just hear silence. Even in my pickleball group chat, which oh, is all man. like retirees, I still, and I still am worse than they are. don't even know how to text and you're telling me that they're better at it than you. <laughs> they just <laughs> read my messages like, shut up, Beckler. <laughs> Shut up. Well, I was thinking that if you'd like, I could eulogize these text conversations that you've killed, because clearly there's a lot of group chats that you've murdered, so... Just lying in, in my wake. Just dead group chats that you I... Know, uh, maybe we should put up little tombstones for each one that you've killed. We are gathered here today to remember all the group chats that were once lively and vibrant that have been killed by Beckler. <laughs> Places that were once riddled with text activity that are now silent and filled with tumbleweeds because Beckler chimed in with a weird response.
Chase Place where Beckler dropped a joke that just didn't land and had everybody starting their own side conversations going, who is this guy? <laughs> Same group chat, minus one. Minus him. <laughs> we'll miss those conversations and the awkward silence that ensued after. <laughs> and in future, maybe just individual texts are the way to go, Beckler. You can get your training of texting ability up and then you can graduate back to the big leagues, okay? Maybe two people, then three. Yep. Start building up. Ashes to awkward. <laughs> Dumb joke to dust. Beckler, do you have a musical tribute for your own? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. good. Good. I wish that I could be like the cool kids. Because all the cool kids, they seem to fit in. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So my youngest, Brigham, he's five. He's always the first one awake at our house. I think he's kind of figured out that if he wakes up before everybody else, he can have some uninterrupted screen time. Nice. Undisturbed. Just his like own time. Like how parents will tuck the kids in intentionally early so that they can have a little of their own time. And we Go do to that. bed now. <laughs> We do do that, so he's yeah, getting good. it on the other end, right? Good. Yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. So he will, you know, he'll watch TV for a while, or like he'll sneak into our room and steal McKenna's phone, and then he'll go play games on her phone. But <laughs> the other morning, he uh, on Sunday morning, he wanted to play a game that wasn't downloaded on McKenna's phone. Oh, and she was sleeping, so he snuck back into her room and he tried to use her sleeping face <laughs> to confirm. The download from the app store. Oh my god! So he's like trying at all these different angles, and then she like kind of opened one eye and saw her phone two inches in front of her face, and he said, "Could you open your eyes?" <laughs> because it wasn't working. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> oh, Mr. that is open your eyes, please. genius. <laughs> the fact that kids know how to do that too is hilarious, right? Yeah. You just picture a little Brigham. He's got like safety goggles on and he's like just getting in there, lifting up the fingerprints. Yeah. And, oh, that's trying great. To take, take McKenna's face. Oh, my God. What a way to wake up to this tiny little hand holding a phone. <laughs> please open your eyes. Ah! <laughs> oh, that's good. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. You were talking recently about this really cool church that you went to. Yeah, cool young church. Cool young church. Are you going weekly, by the way, now? We didn't go this past weekend. No. Uh, we just slept in. But okay. I think McKenna wants to make a point of going regularly. I don't know if I will be attending regularly. Okay. Okay, but she wants she to wa- bring the boys? She wants to go. Yeah, I am. I mean, if you've listened to this show, you probably know. I am I am a non-believer myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but she enjoys it. Yeah. And she likes the community aspect of it. At this church, like, the music and the production are phenomenal. So it's... It's like almost the, like a concert at yeah, that point. Like it's a, that's the part I really enjoy. You're going because for the entertainment. The musicians are so good, and like the way they've put the production together, like I, you could really appreciate that whether you are religious or not. So this made me realize how much different the church that I went to was. It was the complete opposite of entertainment. Okay? Yeah, I grew up Catholic too, yeah. Holy, <laughs> like our, our church was an old house. But they didn't convert it to a church. They left it as an old house. It was this old house that you'd walk into. The Sunday school was in a bedroom upstairs <laughs> that still had the orange carpet that was stylish. God knows when, whenever that house was built. So there wait, was, was there anyone living in the house or did the church buy the house for the purpose? They did of, buy the house. Okay. Yeah. No, nobody was. <laughs> it wasn't just in someone's Excuse house. Excuse me. Uh, we need your bedroom, please, for Sunday school. Get out. No, no. Uh, it was purchased by the church, but they did nothing to change it to make it an actual church. There was this old donated wooden table up in this bedroom that we would have to sit around as kids. And all we would do is re- recite Bible verses. 
just oh, read straight man. from the Bible. And then we were forced to memorize Bible verses and then recite them to our Sunday school teacher. This was my experience at church. Very different Jeez. than what you were. Yeah. And I thought Catholic church was dry. That oh. yours sounds even drier. Oh my God. I went to my friend's read. Catholic church. It was a blast <laughs> in comparison. Okay. <laughs> There were, there were mice running around in this house, too. The thing that smelled of mildew, there was no updates done to it. It, it was everybody that went to church, too, was ancient. Like, they were all the oldest people in the world. Okay, they, they smelled of mothballs. <laughs> they collected the oldest living people and they're here. They're I'm all not, here today. Like, they were... <laughs> You're not sure if they're dead or alive at this point. Is it the Holy Spirit or somebody who is in fact still attending church? You're not. You're not certain. We had the we had the odd priest too, who was just like 110 years old. I swear, and yep. he'd bow his head to pray, and you're like, I don't know if he's with us anymore. You he, someone should check him. Is he gone? If you only had one of them, like we would have to walk around and everybody who was sleeping just yeah poke them all, make sure that they're all still living. There was one gentleman who had. The worst breath in the world. He was like a big, big frequenter of this church too. And you'd walk up to you and he was a close talker. And I remember as a kid, he would oh, breathe on man. me. I actually handed him one of the mints that one of the other old ass people from church gave me and was like, here, you take it, sir. You need it more than I do. Yeah, I mean, like this, you'd be blown away by this, like, cool new church in comparison to I the should, religious experience just... we had growing up. Like, okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to check this out because, <laughs> my God. <laughs> this is so funny. Smelly man. breath J over there. Here's Bertha's mints if you need it. Do you have any mints? Oh. You have them. <laughs> oh, man. Is this yeah. a haunted house or are these people living? I don't know. Time just stood still, didn't it? Oh, it, was like, <laughs> it couldn't have gone was an any hour. slower. <laughs> Here's the other thing about the church. Like, Shauna, did your church have a like a priest or a pastor? Or yeah. who led the, the service? Who was the celebrant? Yeah, they weren't called a pastor, but there was somebody who led it. I don't know. Didn't have a name? I don't know. <sighs> it's been a while, Beckler. <laughs> don't know. Yeah. Because you grew up in the Christian Science Church, right? Yeah, I think they were just called like a speaker, so I don't... Okay. I should have that. So it, it's a pastor at this cool this cool of young course, church. yeah. And this dude is just about the most dynamic speaker I've ever seen. Like, even though I'm not in agreement with a lot of the things he's saying, you know, even though I don't, like I said, I don't really buy into it. Yeah. You're, like, you're glued to his every word. He spoke for an hour straight the last time we went and you know he's up and down and he's moving all over the stage and he's and like people didn't fidget even throughout the full hour and like that is such a skill to be able to hold an audience like that yeah like he makes you and i look dull like we are dullards by comparison to this dude how much does it make you think he's gotta make some good coin doing that i wonder because you know like the leaders of those big mega churches in the states are filthy rich yep they have like private jets and stuff Mm mm-hmm so I don't know. I, that's a good question. I would love to know that. I bet you makes quite a good uh-huh. amount of money. <laughs> but yeah, because there's always a financial element to church, isn't it? Sure is. Church always wants money. I mean, I think that maybe our church would, should have asked for more money. <laughs> like They were a little too kind that way. We need to update the friggin' house, okay, and the mice and everything else going on in there. <laughs> like, whatever you can spare. Uh, yeah. No pressure. No, no pressure. Like, this no building one, is condemned. No one should anything. <laughs> Squatters rights, it's fine. <laughs> Squatters, <laughs> Squatters rights church. Well, didn't you tell oh, me that they had rough. to rent it out to a daycare during the week? Which yes. 
because they couldn't afford it. So, yeah. So the I mean, daycare kids got to play with the mice in yeah. the orange carpeted room then. Holy hell. That's funny. See, at, at, even like growing up Catholic, we got when we were really little, we got to leave for part of the Mass to go do crafts and stuff in the nope. back. You got none of that? Oh, no. No, there was no leaving. for You sat at that table and you recited Bible verses and that was it. See this church, like the, they know how to do it. Like, like their branding is on point. The production of it is so good. And then they take the kids for the kids club, and they had like, like treat bags for them and stuff, so that what they'd want to come hell? back. Yeah, I know. Our treat bags, smart mouse traps. <laughs> put this down by your feet. Everybody, everybody take a trap. Just put it down. <laughs> Well, you know where you can worship as loudly as you want in a private residence and not disturb your neighbors. And not have mice either. That's Mm -hmm. the Shane Holmes paired home. That's going to depend if you leave the door open and what kind of kind of bait you leave out for them. Um, (laughs) Starting from the four nineties, these paired homes. Your goodie bag from church. It has logoed mice traps for the church. Oh man. Uh, Starting from the four nineties, these sixteen hundred twenty-four square foot paired homes feature large bed. Bedrooms and next level soundproofing. For more info, visit shanehomes.com. Shane Homes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So it seems that lately, anytime I go online or turn on the news, they're talking about drag queens reading stories to kids at the library. Hmm. That's the big yep. story right now. For those who might be unfamiliar, so this this started in San Francisco in 2015, Drag Queen Story Hour. And drag queens will come into the library and read stories to young kids. And recently it's become hugely contentious. There have been protests and counter-protests all over the place. There was one in Calgary recently. There was a big one in Coquitlam the other day. Opponents claim the children are being groomed. Supporters say it's innocent promotion of diversity. I have a few thoughts on this, Shauna. I don't... Okay. And feel free to jump in wherever you want. I will. I'm just going to rattle this off. um, My first thought was that if, if the presentation isn't sexual in nature, then I don't see what the issue is. Who cares? You know, if it's not, if, I know. It, if, it, if there's nothing raunchy about it, who cares if someone in drag is reading a story to kids? I don't know. I would have no issue with my kids attending. And if you did have an issue, just don't attend. Yeah. Right? But I don't understand the need to go out and protest. I stuff. really don't. No. Um, secondly, somehow trans people have been dragged into the middle of this debate, which I think is really unfair. And it seems to be the latest in how trans people end up as you know, as fodder for whatever culture war everybody seems to be fighting at this time. It has time. nothing to do with trans people also. No. I don't... Yeah. It doesn't. And I think, and I don't have any polling data on this or anything, but I think that the majority of trans people probably just want to live their lives. Yep. They probably don't want to be part of these huge debates. They don't want, you know, their issues in the news in this way. What I are th- people afraid of? That if a drag queen reads a story to your child, that it is What? I think it's because in some in some settings, drag shows can be a bit raunchy, right? A bit okay, a but bit it's sexual. not when they're reading to your child, right? And that's why I say if it's not, then there's I don't see the issue, you know? Yeah, I'm very confused. And then the last thing, my last point is I I, I can't believe the energy that's being exhausted on I was this about topic. To say, is right it a now. slow news week or what? I mean, it is kind of slow in the news. We've talked about this before, so sure is that is. why this is becoming such a big deal? We have nothing better to talk about, so we're just going to zone in on this. 
Could be that. I mean, maybe you're on to something, but I think we do have better things to talk. And then I know this is a bit of a fallacy because we're allowed to worry about, you know, multiple things at once. We're allowed to talk about multiple things at once. Yeah. So it is a bit fallacious of me to say this, but like when I see the protests and the anger and stuff over, over this and I look around and I'm just like, man, on the list of things that I'm really concerned about right now, this does not even register. Nope. This is like... No. You know, to protest or to counter protest or anything. Like, I just, it's so far down my list of concerns. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't get that excited about a guy in drag reading a book to kids. That is minor. Like it, as you mentioned, just don't bring your kid to it. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was waiting in a gas station in Golden over the weekend, and um, it was one of those gas stations that was half gas station, half general store. Those are great. Classic, Some treasures in there, hey? Classic sign of a small town as well when the gas station just gets everything in it for you. <laughs> you know, just got it's got it all. Uh, but they had this entire rack of white girl saying signs. Really? And it... Beckler, there are some doozies on this. I what a just, find. What an unexpected trove. An entire rack in the gas station of all places as well. So, of course, I went right over to that rack and started reading them and took the photos. And I have some pass along. Please. The highlights, if I could. The first one just said, you can do it, dash coffee. So it's coffee saying you coffee can do it? saying you can do it. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's, that's good. cheeky. Oh, isn't it? Next one. Blessed, not lucky. Mm. Classic oh, blessed in there as well. Yes. Yeah, know when to give up and have a margarita. <laughs> and there's a couple dog ones, of course, as well. My best friend has a wet nose. Dog kisses fix everything. We're doing dog mom stuff now, hey? Yeah, yeah. Here's one for you. I think my soulmate might be carbs. Oh man, these are heavy hitters these in a are, small town gas it station. It is insane. Just listen to this one. A woman's place is in the kitchen. Sitting with her feet up, sipping a cocktail and watching her husband cook dinner. Oh, the sass on Holy that. Holy hell. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, gee, come like come on. What a find. I thought so. This whole rack, I was just like, well, oh, this is, I feel blessed for seeing this rack alone. <laughs> and you're not expecting to find that. You sure don't. In a gas station. In a gas station of all places. So, Becca, I have to ask you as a whole, because there's just too many to get through, but uh, how many decorative hotel towel swans out of ten do you give this one? <laughs> uh, I'd say like I'd say seven or eight, but just given the given the situation, yeah, I get some situational points here. It is, so yep. we'll we'll jack it up to nine, I think. Like when somebody's hot in a small town and there's a lot less to choose from, it might put up their hot points a little bit. Or right? hot at camp. Yeah, there you, you know, go. Get yeah. two points when you're in camp. Same so. with these signs <laughs> in a small town. And Shauna podcast. I'd like to make a proposal if I could. Okay. And I think many people will be able to get on board with this. But uh, I think that if you cause an accident that disrupts traffic on a major roadway during rush hour and it's stacking up because of your mistake, mm-hmm. I think once uh, once the police and then you know, the emergency crews get there and the tow trucks get there and it's deemed that everybody is okay, nobody was hurt, I think, and, and clearly one person was at fault, I think that person should have to stand at the side of the road with a sign that says, I did this, and then their pants down. <laughs> and we could keep that sign in the back of the tow truck. Every tow truck could have one. Hmm. And this is only in instances where, like I said, clearly one person was at fault and everybody is okay. You know, if there's an injury, then it's not funny. No. But if, if, you're, if, if you're late getting home at the end of a long day because somebody was not paying attention, somebody was texting and driving, 
somebody was driving too fast for road conditions, I think they should have to pay in more than just insurance premiums. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on what they did. If it was really idiotic, then I would agree with this. I think there's a lot of circumstances where it's like, ah, you know, that could have been me as well. But yes, if you are a blatant idiot and you're the one who caused this massive hang, like hang up, I I would agree with that. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to do anything to reduce the number of collisions. No, I don't think it'll work as a deterrent. But I do think that the people who were so inconvenienced. Yeah. They should they should get to look upon yeah. the face of the person who now, did when you're it talking and pants, the bare legs. When you're like pants down, like is it your ham candles out Gitch. too? Or Gitch. we're not okay. gonna we're okay. not gonna make anyone expose we're not themselves. Expo- okay, I see. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they are the going to be yeah. emotionally exposed, uh-huh. should we say? Yeah, you're standing there with a big sign that says "I did this." Yep, and you have to stand there until the mess is cleaned up, and then and then they'll take you away. Okay, so mm-hmm. like I said, only in instances where it's very clear that this person was at fault. Yeah, you know, and so I think I'm sure there are, there are some accidents that require an investigation. Yep. Some don't. Some mm-hmm. you could probably just show up and be like, "Oh, this is what happened. Yeah. This is what this person did." And there they are, standing at the side of the road, pants around their ankles, big signs. What if I it's did like this. Grandma though? You want did her she stand do it? there with her pants down too? Grandma needs to take that into account when she gets behind the wheel then. You see these big bloomers <laughs> under there? Like, my God, Grandma, are those from this. the, the 40s? Or? And then we can all drive by and boo. <laughs> boo! Boo this man! Uh, where'd you get those, by the way? Those are some special panties. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I've got some food etymology for you. All right. It was inspired by a tweet Matt Barry said that says, Popcorn actually is short for popular corn. Which is not true. <laughs> I was going to say that seems Literal fake. popped corn. Yes. But it got me thinking about some of the uh, etymologies of different foods and my favorites. The first is... Popular corn. Is that popular. some of that popular corn? Give me some of that popular corn. <laughs> I mean, it's probably more popular than regular po- corn. I would, but, well, well, corn's right. pretty big. Yeah. That's, you're, you're right, actually. Anyway. The word burrito directly translates to mean little donkey. Why? Nobody knows why. Was That's it initially made part. with bits of donkey? Well, this is what you'd hope not, right? But um, yes, nobody actually knows why it it's Little Donkey or was ever named Little Donkey. But when you're eating a burrito, you are eating something that people call Little Donkey. Very strange. Okay, I remember that. The word calzone, which you know what a calzone is, right? Yeah, it's like a folded pizza, totally. right? Uh, it comes from the Italian word for pants. <laughs> so calzone actually just means pants. Um, some say it's because a calzone could easily be carried in a man's pocket, and that's why it got that term. A pocket pizza? A pocket, which when you think about it, it is. It's an easily transferable pizza, right? That's what you fold it over, and then you could, you could technically shove it in your pocket if you wanted. Give me some of that pants pizza. Give me that, that pack of pizza. <laughs> Pull that out on the dance floor when wow. the girls are getting hungry late at night. <laughs> Look what I got. Okay? Just produce a pizza out of your pants. <laughs> Hey, a lot of drunk people would be very excited <laughs> oh, about yeah. that. Oh, you'd be a hit. <laughs> okay. Uh, and my favorite, we've talked about this before, I think, but the origin of the shape of pretzels. Okay, and, I don't remember that. Okay, a pretzel is shaped the way it is because it was created by a monk in northern Italy who created the shape to symbolize a child praying with his arms folded. Mm. So when you look at the pretzel, that's why it's shaped like that, and then we've kept it that way ever since. It really looks nothing like that. When you look at it again, I actually can see it? it. Yeah, go look, take a look at a pretzel and you'll see. I'm going to Google It's a child right praying, now. okay? I mean, he succeeded in making a delicious snack, mm-hmm. but is it prayer hands? No. 
Man, I don't know. I mean, it's not as good I as don't see it. the old pocket pizza. <laughs> the old pants pizza. Pants, pants, and pizza. I mean, Is that pants pizza? That's a pants pizza. You just pass it around the dance floor. Oh, absolutely. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Each one gets a bite, okay? Etymology <laughs> with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I have another TV trope. Okay. We're watching the show Dairy Girls on Netflix right now. Uh, as a side note, Shauna, if you haven't watched Dairy Girls, I think you would love it. Did I start so, trying to watch that? I'm trying to remember if that's the one I did. Anyway. It's, it's a comedy about a group of high school girls in Northern Ireland during the Troubles. And it's uh it's super funny. Okay. And it's not it's not serial, so if you like if you miss a bit of one episode, you're not lost in the next That's episode. good for me. Because I know you kind of only like to half pay attention to yeah. shows. Yeah. So I this can't. is great. You could duck in and out for jokes okay. and still not really miss any of the plot. So Sweet. it's perfect for you. And I know you have Irish heritage and stuff, mm-hmm. so I, I think you'd really like it. Um, Anyway, there's a scene where they were flushing some drugs down the toilet, and the toilet overflowed. But when a plugged toilet overflows in the movies, there's just so much water. Yeah, you know when someone plugs a toilet in the movies, it floods the entire place. Sometimes it's like shooting out of the toilet. That's not how toilet works. You're right. Right. I mean, uh-huh. you've plugged some toilets. You know this. So it, it's whatever's in the tank will just... If you like try to... one fl- toilet. <laughs> you've plugged some toilets. If It'll just like... If you try to keep flushing, it'll, it'll overflow. Mm-hmm. But if you just like plug it and then flush, it won't... Like it's not going to completely flood your house. Well, you would know it's based on be, the war crimes that... You've <laughs> you plugged some toilets. It's all right. You, you have to. Everybody it's has. Yeah. It's, it's not going to shoot up one. to the ceiling and soak everybody in. That's true. It's... So movie toilets... Don't behave, yeah, like real toilets do. What and, would you have to do to get it to shoot up like that? I don't know. That'd be a question for a plumber, but huh. I don't even know if that happens unless right, something was wrong with dramatic, the water though. source. But it makes it makes for a better scene for sure when the water's everywhere and people are slipping around on it. Sure does. Yeah, sure does. For a float in the water in the bathroom. Out, yeah, they're dealing with the emergency, trying to pretend that nothing's happening. So I went to the TV Tropes website and I looked through the entire page that they have about bathroom-related tropes, and this one isn't on there. Wow. So we may have stumbled across a previously unrecognized TV trope here. Crazy. Yeah. Well, here we are. The exploding toilet. The exploding toilet. Doesn't actually happen, unless, unless, of course. You're Beckler. Unless your Shauna's been in your house, then no. maybe. Beckler. <laughs> maybe that's the scene. You come but... back and you have, you've lost color in your face sometimes. I'm like, what is, what is going on? The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So my snowboard jacket is toast, Beckler, and I need to buy a new one. And some friends have the Arcteryx fancy stuff, and they were like, you know, you should buy one of these. It'll last a long time. Mm-hmm. The thing is, they are, of course, outrageously expensive. Like 800 bucks was the one that yeah, uh, that's enough for I was a eyeing. And that's, I think, on the lower end of those Arcteryx jackets. And so I was like, I was waffling on the whole thing. But they were like, honestly, this will last you for 10 years. It's going to last you probably three times as long as if you buy a cheaper jacket. So just go for it and do it. They're supposed to be incredibly waterproof, too, right? Like you see pictures of that's people they, like, they are. wearing them in the shower and stuff and yes. they're dry after. Apparently, Kirkland Signature's version of Arcteryx Kirk Terex is like, is like it's jokingly called, is also quite waterproof at a discount price. So, oh, and okay. Yeah. Well, I was actually going to ask you this because as a cheap Sasky, I'm very curious. Is there anything that you will pay full price and pay premium prices for because it's worth it? Yes, absolutely. And I think actually this plays into my cheapness. Okay. Because you get tired of buying cheap stuff that breaks. Yep. Um, so anything that I'm going to use a lot, mm-hmm. uh, I will pay for 
for a higher quality item. Uh, like I'll pay twice as much for something if it's going to last me three times as long. Yeah. And you try to make that calculation in your head. And then if it works out, you're thrilled as a cheap Sasky. If it doesn't, you are furious. Like work oh, boots man. and that kind of thing. Yep. I can see why that would be something people would spend. You spend full price on that. Yep. Tools. Those are important. Yeah. Tools. Good tools. They last forever. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, that's the thing yeah. I've noticed about snowboarding equipment too. It, it, a lot of it, if you do pay the extra, will last you longer. Here's my question though. Yeah. Styles and technology change so quickly there. Yeah. So if you spend $800 on a jacket like five years from now, is it not going to be cool anymore and you'll want to swap it out for something else? I think that's why they do a lot of those Those expensive jackets are very plain. Yeah, like they're just like solid color. Solid hey? colors and it's because, again, the, the waterproofing of it is the most important part and that technology doesn't really change that much yeah. year to year so a, a black jacket is not going to ever be out of style right? and that's the one that i was eyeing up <laughs> yeah there were some at the lodge we were at and they're like that's the one you should get and i was like 800 though that is yeah but i mean it's a lot so it, this is how the brain of a cheap sasky works how many days will you be on the hill in a year 30 30 30, 30 40, 40 yeah. yeah okay and how many years do you expect to get out of this jacket well, hopefully like 10. 10? Okay. So then it's like two bucks a wear, if you put it like that. Okay. Right? I, that's, I break down every purchase Keeps like that, and it drives me nuts, but it does... But how many hours of work is that? No. <laughs> that's when you really start killing yourself, eh? <laughs> that's too much. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was out at a bar the other day, and all of a sudden I got this request for an airdrop photo, and well... Curiosity gets the best of me. I was like, it's either going to be a picture of somebody's schlong or something funny. I'm not sure. But <laughs> That's risky. That's it, risky. Accepting sure a random is. airdrop. Absolutely. I hit accept though, and it was a picture of this girl, and it just says, "This is my friend Kayla. It's her birthday, and if you are interested, like send a drink over to her." So oh, that's kind of a cool idea. Totally. Yeah. That's what I thought. I guess it said something about like, I forget what, but she was like having a rough go or something. I was like, if you'd like to like grab her a drink and that was it. And I was like, that is awesome. That is a fantastic use of airdrop. Was it busy in the bar at this time? It was fairly busy in the bar at this time. Yeah. So how many people do you think got the airdrop photo? Lots? A lot. Yeah. I think a lot. Yeah. I think obviously anybody with airdrop on probably got the photo. And uh, it was funny because I was sitting downstairs at the time. And so I was like, she's probably upstairs. So I was going to go up and buy her a drink. But by the time I got up there, I couldn't I couldn't find her. But uh, I was wondering how many people. I was gonna, Maybe she hightailed it out of there. Maybe she got too many drinks bought for her. Yeah, that, that, there is a chance of that was, as well. Was Kayla hot? Was Kayla, she fly? She, I mean, it was it was from the back, so it was tough. Oh. I know the was picture. Was she fly from the back? She was fly from the back. <laughs> maybe, yeah. that, maybe she just got too much attention. Can you imagine? Just everybody starts <laughs> flocking to Kayla. Hey, 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 Kayla. Kayla. Everyone's like, how do you know my name? W- waving like, money. Yeah. Kayla, <laughs> happy birthday. No, no, it's my shot. I'm buying it. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. Later.